0: good to be with y'all and uh, hopefully uh, you know check on your seat it can't be used as a flotation device so here we go. <laughs> so we've been talking about Thessalonians for quite a while and uh, Paul of course wrote Thessalonians in most about half of the New Testament and um, he went on a journey. We put that map up and um, I guess the question is How many remember the day you got saved, that you accepted Jesus into your life? How many that the moment you got saved, that immediately you started going out around the world preaching the gospel? (laughs) How many went to your neighbor and told him about this? (laughs) That's what happened to Paul. Paul was Saul. He was a mean. He was a Pharisee. He beat up Christians. He put them in jail. He had plans to kill them. When Stephen was martyred, when Stephen was martyred and stoned to death, the people were picking up rocks, throwing rocks at Stephen, killing him by stoning. They were taking off their coats and putting him at the feet of Saul. And Saul was watching the whole thing. Stephen was being stoned to death. He, he loved watching Christians die. Then he had an on-the-road experience. He had a light where he changed, and Jesus came to him in an amazing way. And the moment he got saved, the moment he got saved, he started preaching the gospel. He took three trips Eventually wound up in Thessalonica, right there. But he started off down here. So we go to the back of the Bible, and we all get bored looking at the maps of the Bible, and maybe you're bored now, but we, he started off in Jerusalem, and then he went up to Antioch by foot, maybe by donkey, all the way this big thing here, that's Turkey. That's Turkey, modern-day Turkey. Went through Turkey, came up here, took a boat across here, then went into Philippi and some of these wind up in Thessalonica, back to Athens, Corinth, that's where the Corinthians were. Then he came across all the way back to Turkey, to Ephesus, where the Ephesians were, and then back home. 3,000 miles preaching the gospel. And two other trips, so he, with the, the total of three trips, he went about 8,000 miles preaching the gospel. So, this is the second trip. He's taking off, he's doing all of this, winds up in Thessalonica, and here we go. On the second trip, though, he went to Philippi, which is near there, up here somewhere. There's Philippi. I love doing this because it drives the dog and the cat crazy. <laughs> and if you start to sleep, I'll put it on your forehead so you can wake up. He went to Philippi, which is nearby, and God bless his ministry. But the organized church, they did not want to hear someone talking about Jesus and the cross and salvation and that Jesus was Messiah. That was heresy. That was blasphemy they would get all angry and riled up and they would chase Paul and Silas and Timothy out of there. So then he went from Philippi to Thessalonica. So he went in Thessalonica, found the temple, started preaching in the temple, got people saved. The Jews, some of the Jews converted. There was God-fearing Greeks and just out and out pagans that were in there. And he only had three weeks, the Bible says. He had three Sabbaths, three Saturdays plus the time in between to preach these people but he planted the church, planted the church in Thessalonica, but only three weeks to do it. The people got all riled up. The Jewish leaders got riled up. They formed a riot. They kicked him out. He had to flee out the back door. Uh, they beat up his friend Jason, who was, was kind of the home group leader. And uh, uh, they brought him for. them. Anyway, they beat him up, made him pay money, and Paul sneaked out the back door. Then he went to Berea, which is up there. Same thing happened. He was preaching the gospel. Can you imagine doing that yourself? Every time you're going from town to town, you're preaching the gospel, you're letting them know about Jesus and his salvation and his plan for his life, and the people say, no, no, you can't preach that, and off you go and you get chased out of every town you go to. So, finally, only three weeks to build up the faith of these people in Thessalonica. Today it's called Thessaloniki. Everyone said Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki. Your tongue gets wrapped up in that one. These were all baby Christians. They were baby Christians. They only had three weeks to have the word put into them. Without strong leadership, without Bibles, without Internet, without Facebook, living in extreme poor conditions, the Jews made sure that they could not hardly buy or sell anything, so they lived in persecution and hardly with anything. And then there was false teachers saying, you know, that Paul, he's a cuckoo, and he's just out of his mind and don't even believe anything he says. Those are false teachers. Bad situation. Paul did not read the book on how to be a successful church planner. <laughs> he, it just fell apart everywhere he went. He was getting kicked out. So he sent Timothy back to Thessalonica. Thessalonica was hard on Paul's heart, okay? I'll get to it here in a second. And he sent it back. He says, find out how those people, they only had three works of, three weeks of me preaching to them. Find out how they're doing. Are they staying in the faith? Are they still walking with God? Are they still excited about God? And Paul, imagine him, he's loved these people, he put it into them. He says, Boy, I sure hope that wasn't wasted effort. Sleepless nights. He just wanted to know that his children were safe and okay. How many have had children or have children? Or have nieces and nephews? Have you ever lost your child? And at a park or a beach, Have, I got one of my sons here in his family, and two of their sons. He was the one that we get lost all the time. My son Ryan, and his wife Jenny, and my two grandsons Jacob and Gabe, and I got my posse, Vicky and Vicky and Dewey, that are here every time I preach. And Mackenzie, you snuck in. Huh? They disappear. You're out. Your heart goes crazy, right? Your children are missing. Somebody stole them. Somebody took them. Where are they? You're running. Everyone's nodding their head. You've been there, right? I hate that. I hate that. And then you start to cry. And then you're you're praying and you're you're just crazy. (laughs) Hmm. Then they show up. I used to get somebody announcing on the microphone. Mr. Ford, we found your children. Uh, Please reward to the children lost. But your children show up, children show up, and you run to them. You run to them. You get down on your knees and you hug them, and you hug them, and you kiss them, and you love them, and you say, "Don't you ever do that again?" Oh, I love you. you." (laughs) Praise God. That's what Paul was like. He will. He just loved this church in Thessalonica. He loved those people. But he was wondering, "Are my kids safe? And are they okay? Are they still loving God?" First Thessalonians six eight. this is kind of a review from Pastor Dan but when Timothy when Tithy, Timothy had just now come to us from you about the good news, everyone say good news. good news and about your faith and love he has told us that you have always had a pleasant memory of us when we were there and that you longed to see us, Paul's Oh, Thank you. And just as we long to see to you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, all the things where Paul would go and he'd get distressed and perplexed and left out and run out of town. People back in Thessalonians are thinking great thoughts about him. He since since you are standing firm in the Lord, he was excited. He was excited that you were standing in the Lord with only three weeks of Sunday school. Isn't that amazing? The word good news we hear it when we talk about Jesus being born. The angel said, Hark, I bring you good news. Born this day in the city of Bethlehem. It's Christ the Lord. Go and see him in the major." Good news always talked about Jesus and the cross. And it's the only time, other time in the Bible where the word good news, the same words were used about Timothy finding the people in Thessalonica, being in faith and still standing in the faith. The news was that the church was doing well. It was a big deal and it brought to, relief to Paul. Good news. Two things happened here. Paul's burden for the church. Paul's burden for the church in Thessalonica had been removed because of the good news. Everything he was feeling, all that distress, all that stuff, he got some good news, all of that left. Remember what the day you got saved? Just like our sin. The first time... The first time you let the Lord come into your life, that first time that sin was removed, that was the first time we believed and we heard the good news and accepted Jesus Christ into our life. That acceptance good news. Somebody say good news. Faith. Back in the other verse, he was excited about the good news and their faith and love. Faith is primary attitude of Christians toward God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't do it on your own. You try to live life and do everything on your own terms. You can't. can't, It doesn't work. You get released. We're saved by faith, the word says. The church is still trusting God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Very good. Being a Christian is not about making a one-time prayer. Being a Christian is not going, dear Jesus, come in my heart. Be real to me right now and never do anything from that point forward it's got to be a growing experience. You've got to be around other believers. You've got to be somewhere where the word's coming into you, where you can hear about Jesus. Faith is trusting God that he is who he says he is, and trusting God that he'll do what he says he will do. And then the other part is love. Love um, love is what we have for other people. Other believers. Your neighbors. People that you don't know. People that think you are weird because you're a Christian. They make fun of you. They said, you know, that's not politically correct, or that's you offend me because you're a Christian. No. We love them. <laughs> we love them. The people with the signs. The people living under the bridge. The people that live different than we do. To love them. To love them. You can't have love without love and marriage. You know, you can't have one without the other. You can't have love without having faith. You can't have faith without the other. How much? Let me ask you a question. What is this thing? What is this book? The Bible. The Bible. What's What's another word for it? The Word of God. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Good news. Thank you. Anybody else? The gospel. the gospel. Right. Huh? Oh, the sword. Yeah, the sword is written. Yeah. Yeah, all of that and more. You know. B-I-B-L-E. What does that stand for? that's no I that's no bible basic instruction before leaving earth that's what this is this is our this is our service manual how to live and walk with god we can drink in the word basic instruction before leaving earth how many how many how many of you are in the word every day no i don't want to see your hands but Is the word part of your life? How much word is in you? How much word comes out of you? Yeah. You probably know more verses than you think you do. But how much are you being fed by the word? We can't grow with faith and love without having the word. How much scripture do you have memorized? I don't know. You have more than you know. I want you to watch this video. Could you learn 26 verses, memorize 26 verses between now and next Sunday? Yeah, you can. Watch this video. Watch this video. You'll be amazed at this four-year-old boy giving you the alphabet using Scripture. Yeah. A.
1: Ask and allow me to seek and you'll find. B. Be kind when to a letter. C. Cast your chaos on the Ooh. Lord and He will sustain you. D. Do not be anxious about anything. E. Every good and perfect gift is from above. F. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. G. God is our <laughs> refuge and strength and everything hope and trouble. H. Here you know is my walk and my salvation. I. I praise because... I am fearfully and wonderfully made. J. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, ever, ever. Okay, K. ever. Know that the Lord is God, and is he who made us. L. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. M. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. In. Now, for this being short, I'm really hopeful. Uncertain, we do not see. O. Oh God, you're all my God. to see, I seek you. P. Place a Lord on my soul, on my inmost being. Place his holy name. A. Q. A quiet, a quiet spirit is of great wolf in God's sight. R. Rejoice, and Lord, always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. S. Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne. T. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. U. Under His wings you will find refuge. The swiftness will be your shield. Amen. B. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. W. We are born and conquerors from him who loved us. X. May I never burst except on the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Y. You are the light of the world. Z. Zion heals and rejoices. Excellent.
0: (laughs) Four years old, y'all. Imagine what you can do. Isn't that something? Four years old. Imagine what his parents are, man. They're just praying and putting the word into him. And at four years old, that just comes out of him. He kind of got lost between like R and S. Playing with his shoes. But man, he had that. 26 verses memorized. Paul writes in uh, Romans uh, 1 16 and 17 and uh, say this out loud with me like you mean it for i'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of god that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to the jew then to the gentile for the gospel is the righteousness of god is revealed a righteousness that is faith from first to last just as it is written the righteousness of yeah, yeah. From faith to faith. We don't just get saved and we just have minimal salvation, but we have salvation and then we go faith to faith, from glory to glory. It should be a building, it should be a cumulative thing where we're experiencing the fullness of God. Man, alive, Are you living an adventurous life of faith? Are you growing in your faith? I know a lot of you in this room, and you are. You have faith, you have purpose, and you have passion. And you're not growing Moldy. <laughs> either we're going forward either we're going forward with faith or we're going backwards in fear faith going forward you know what fear is an acronym for fear false evidence appearing real we start to think about something we start to believe it it's not true but we make it real and then we get into a state of fear that's for free now back to Paul Paul is so excited. The word says because of the faith and love and attitude of the Thessalonians, Paul was comforted. He he found his last child. He found that they were safe, that they were okay. So Timothy's report was a source for Paul to have unbelievable joy, unbelievable excitement. And Paul did a hallelujah happy dance. So put your hands up in the air. Trust me. Put your hands up in the air. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say praise the Lord. Keep doing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, work with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Keep going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now mean it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's what Paul felt. That's what we should feel every day. Every day that we get up, we have another day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Wow. Pastor Dan talked about it earlier. Just night and day, it says in Thessalonians 3.10. Night and day, Paul says, we pray most earnestly. We pray with everything we got about what's going on. Who do you pray for with all of your might? What situation in the world do you pray for? Or is God just a nine one one call? I see a lot of people on Facebook says, "Oh, please pray for this and pray for that, pray for that." But then the prayer life has been kind of quiet in between. That's just my opinion, but that the prayer life is just going on, and we pray seriously for situations in our life, our family, our church, our community. <sighs> back in that verse, it said supply. The word really supply. Paul had only been there for three weeks. Three weeks, and he says, I want to supply what is lacking in your faith. He wanted to get back to them. Supply in the Greek is complete and complete in the Greek. I know I'm boring you with all this stuff, but it means to mend the nets. It means to mend the nets. We have faith around us, but we get holes in our net. And Paul said, I want to be with you. I want to fix up those nets, restore your faith, build you up so we can go from here to here to over there and spread the gospel. So that's what that was all about. Sin grows in the dark. Faith grows in the light. What we do in the dark, what we're trying to keep away from our friends from Sunday afternoon to Saturday night, and we're doing it in the dark, we're doing it in the quiet, we're doing it on our computer. That's sin. But faith grows in the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Dan and I came here 10 years ago and one of the prayers, we were having a group pastoral prayer before and I just pictured Life Spring as the lighthouse I don't know if you remember that prayer that this is a lighthouse going around and around I'm not sure I'm going off course a little bit but going around from Milton to Puyallup to Edgewood to Auburn to Sumner to Fife that this is a lighthouse and God is using that and using the light and what we are all doing as a body to reach into the dark places of people's lives in our community with the light of the world with the light of the world. People are looking for you to pour into them. Some of you are kind of baby Christians yourself, so you need some of the folks that have been around for a while to pour into you, but we need each other. Finally, Paul has been writing this, and all of a sudden he's been giving all this advice, and all of a sudden he kind of goes, and you have a moment, and he starts praying. He starts going into a prayer, and several times in different books he goes, He's, he's going and then he prays. There's people in this room that you'll be talking to them and you're having this conversation and all of a sudden they're like, and they're starting to pray. Catherine C., uh, Deanna May, Bobby, some of you folks, all of a sudden we'd be talking to you and all of a sudden, and they're praying and no, the, nobody said, okay, that's us bow our heads and pray and then let's do that and fold our hands. No, all of a sudden, by the power of God, come into your life, and may I pray for the thing over your children and the healing in your body. And we didn't fold our hands and do that. This is what Paul is doing right here in these three verses. Hang on. He just goes, Zzz. now this is a prayer. He goes, <laughs> may, may our God and Father Himself and our Lord Jesus. Clear the way for us to come. The other one is direct our way to come to you. Then verse 12, it says, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow. Increase and overflow for each other in the church and for everyone else that you know. And verse 13 says, May he strengthen your hearts so that you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when the Lord Jesus comes in his glory. Talking about the second coming. So back to first the last... Yeah, hard to get a good fit. First Thessalonians 3.11. May our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ clear the way or direct our way for us to come to you. Paul is just saying once again, he's praying that he can supply them what's lacking in their faith. God is more, is more than just a signpost. He's directing our lives. He's not just a signpost. This way to Everett and this way to Eatonville and this way to Hoquiam and just standing there with all these things. No, he's standing there with the idea of guiding our steps, guiding our heart. And if you're going to follow someone that's guiding, where are you? In front of the person that's guiding or in back of them? Behind him. We're following God, letting him lead, trusting in him that he's going to get us there and he, his love for us never ceases. And his promises and he never forsakes us. But he's directing us. He's directing. He's directing. Thessalonians, the second verse, of 312. I love this part. It says, the first verse is really referring to God and, and directing our paths. The second verse is actually talking about Jesus. May the Lord, may Jesus, make your love increase and overflow for each other and everybody else. Everybody else. How many people have you passed in the supermarket or in the neighborhood that you don't even hardly look at? We got to love those folks. But love would increase and abound. Um, The message says it's really the best way. Here's what the message says. And may He pour on the love. Everyone say, May He pour on the love. (laughs) It's not like a southern, southern church. May he pour on the love so it fills your lives and splashes on everyone around you. May the love of God... Hmm. Do people know that you even believe in God? If they right. do, do you, is, is your love and your presence and your faith, is it splashing up upon people here in the community? But does it splash on them in the Safeway store and when you're at school and when you're at work? Just, is it splashing? May... May he pour on the love so it fills your lives and splashes on everyone around you. Yeah, please, God, make that make that me. Make that all these people that that your love is splashing out on us to the others. And then 3.13 in Thessalonians, the final part of prayer, Paul's prayer. Uh, May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless, and holy in the presence of God and the Father when our Lord Jesus comes again. Talking about the second coming. This third verse is really from the standpoint of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit will come into us and make us holy from time to time. Not time to time, from glory to glory. God doesn't want to save you. You were all saved one time somewhere in the past. But he wants to transform us. He doesn't want us to be staying in the same. He wants to transform us, keep us going, keep us growing. No moldy oldies. We all can act pretty holy in church. Sunday morning, how are you? Oh, praise God, praise God, God's doing this, and da-da-da-da-do, and praise God, you raise your hand, You zoom, zang get out in the parking lot, and now that's the only go, voop. that's actually none of you people, it's all the people that were in the first service. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. All those folks are, uh. (laughs) but you guys are okay. But yeah, yeah, being holy, being holy, it's a way of life. It's a way of life. The Holy Spirit in us, it's our character, it's our lifestyle, it's the way we talk, it's the way we relate to people, it's the way we pray for people, the way we get into the word. That's where our holiness grows and grows and grows. It doesn't remain stagnant. We'll pray for those folks in the first service. <laughs> hey, we can't have supernatural faith, supernatural love, or supernatural holiness without the Holy Spirit in our lives. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us now. Yeah. Worship team, while they left the building, not sure what happened there. God created us. God died for us. In fact, repeat after me. God created us. God died for us. God God called us. us. He actually gives us faith to believe in Him. He actually gives us faith to to believe believe in Him. God justifies us. He gives us His Spirit. He transforms us. us. God gives us spiritual gifts. God gives us rewards and blessings.
1: blessings.
0: Best part, God never lets go. Never lets go. go. I have a very good friend and brother, uh, closer than a brother. And a couple days ago, he sent me either a text or an email, not knowing what what direction I was going to go with this sermon. So let me read this to you. this help me read this quietly there is definitely a power help me read this is it up there There there's definitely a powerful move of god's spirit happening in our community the spirit moves so does the opposition make sure you stay on guard keep the word hidden in your heart and keep short accounts with each other in love and walk in the grace and the mercy and the power of god his holy spirit He had no idea what I was going to speak about. But God knew, and he knew in advance, and then he orchestrated that this quote from this dear friend would line up perfectly with what we're talking about today. It's no accident. It's no accident. You're no accident. And what God's plan is for you and for me is no accident. And I encourage you not to be afraid of God. Don't put him on a shelf. Let him come into your life on a daily basis, Let him be real. Let the Jesus of the cross, the birth, the salvation, the death, the resurrection, and his ascension into heaven, and the miracles that he did, may that be inspiration for you. And love, have him direct your paths, have him love you, have your love splash out of him, and let the Holy Spirit lead and reign in your life. That quote was from Pastor Daniel Birch five days ago. And he had no idea where we were going. But God did, right? God did. Let me just pray. Praise the Lord. Are you okay? Everyone okay? Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the testimony of Paul and Timothy and how that all came together. And that there that, 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 that was good news. And the faith and the love was increased. And Paul did that hallelujah dance once he found out that these kids in that church were okay and the mending of the nets, the mending of their faith. And then, Lord, this the the part of directing our paths, that, God, you direct our paths, direct our lives. Jesus, you lead us as far as how we splash out on other people in the church and in our community, finally how your Holy Spirit rules and reigns, and we go from one step to the other, but we're just not playing church. This is the real deal, and we're going to live to the fullest for you and bless you in every way that we can, in every way that we can. Lord, bless your people. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen.